motherfuckers. So I got some interesting shit that I came across on a Facebook post. Yes, a Facebook post. You still got that? Yeah, bitch, I still got motherfucking Facebook, ho. You still be on that? Yes, bitch, it'd be some interesting shit on there, okay? Thank you. But it's Facebook. I don't care, bitch. All my pictures are on there, and one day I'm going to figure out how the fuck to get them off. And close my Facebook account because they're sons of bitches. But anyways, I found this story interesting about Jeffrey Dahmer, one of Jeffrey Dahmer's victims. He was a young Loatian boy named Connor Rex Sentimental Phone. Oh shit, I got it right, bitch. He was a 14-year-old boy that moved from the family in 1979. They moved from a non-Kai um, refugee camp in Thailand. And they moved to Milwaukee. On May 6, 1991, Jeffrey approaches Conorak in the mall on Grand Grand Avenue Mall and offered money in exchange for him posing nude. And then when the young boy went to his house, Dahmer gave him a drink laced with a drug for insomniacs called uh, Hollison. Conorak unfortunately quickly lost consciousness and... Then Jeffrey, you sick piece of shit, he drilled a hole in this young man's frontal lobe and proceeded to inject hydrochloric acid into his frontal lobes. He wanted to have total control. Jeffrey Dahmer experimented with hydrochloric acid a lot with his victims I see in my research because he wanted someone to be totally zombie like be into his control do whatever the fuck he say and be a sex slave because this sick motherfucker didn't get all that fucking shit when he was a little boy I don't really give a fuck about going into Jeffrey Dahmer's background you can do that shit yourself but right now I want to concentrate on Conorak sent him some phone because this young man didn't have to die and I feel like the officer who essentially let him go back into the arms of a killer should be in jail right now oh no John Balsarak I'm not done with you yet bitch um but back to the story um the next day Jeffrey decided he wanted to go to the store because he got a little thirsty to go get some beer. Conorak was in his apartment, drugged up. Miraculously, Conorak woke up and escaped. So these two women by the names of Susan Smith and Nicole Childress saw a young Chinese boy running naked towards her mother's apartment on North 25th Street. So he collapsed. They went over to him and they called the police. They seen that he had scrapes and bruises on him. He had scrapes on his knees, his butt, and his right shoulder. And she seen a thin line of blood coming from the young boy's rectum. So we all know what the fuck Jeffrey did to this young boy while he was sleeping. Um... The, officer, the officers that arrived on the scene were Officer Garbage, should be Garbage, 
and John Balsarek. Um, they pretty much contacted Jeffrey. He came and he answered the door very calmly, they said in the statement. And he explained that they had a lover's quarrel. They were just going through it. And my thing is this. How do you get to that point as an officer? A young boy running naked with cuts and bruises down the street. And I'm trying to figure out how didn't they see a fucking hole drilled in this young man's head? They proceeded to talk to Jeffrey. He somehow convinced these stupid ass officers that we're homosexuals, we're in a relationship. They escorted the young man back to Jeffrey's apartment because they thought that he was drunk. Because in a report that said, Officer Balsarak said that he is just there to observe and he didn't see anything wrong. He didn't see any blood. When Jeffrey answered the door, he was calm. He didn't smell any odors. He didn't see anything out of order. Yeah, bitch, because they was all wrapped up in a motherfucking freezer, pussy asshole. But that's besides the point. Okay. So, while he was leaving, Susan noticed that the young boy looked like he was trying to get away. He probably was so weak from the hydrochloric acid into his fucking frontal lobe that he couldn't really... He wasn't really that strong. 30 minutes after they gave Jeffrey back his victim, Conorak sent us a phone. He strangled him to death. John Balsarek retired from the Milwaukee Police Department in 2017. Let that sink in. I'm going to go to a commercial. There's a fucking plot twist, motherfuckers. So, Conorak Synthesophone has a brother at the time of his death that was 16. But, unbeknownst to everybody and the family, Kyson Synthesophone was molested at 13 in 1988 by none other than Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer had already had prior rape charges, well, of molestation, but you know what? Fuck it. Molestation, rape, it all goes into the same category in my book. You're a piece of shit. The family didn't know what Dahmer looked like because the police officers assured them back in 1988 that Dahmer would be put away for good. So they didn't want to put their child, Kyson, at the time, 13, through any more trauma so they stayed home during his arraignment and his sentencing I feel like Jeffrey Dahmer was scoping this family out 
because I don't think it was such a coincidence that he found Conrad in 91. I feel like this was a target. He was probably stalking the family because it's not every day that a fucking rapist just miraculously, oh, let me go touch this child. Oh, look, they're not related. I'm going to go touch another child. Like, bitch, you knew what the fuck you was doing, Dahmer. And I'm glad your ass is dead. <laughs> because that bitch got stomped the fuck out in motherfucking prison, bitch. I can tell your ass that much. Hold on. Jeffrey Dahmer didn't last that long in prison. Jeffrey Dahmer was actually, I feel like he was executed on purpose. Because the, the POs and COs and all the people, the COs in prison were all afraid of Jeffrey Dahmer. Because they said that he would always be like, oh, I bite. Then the, the the fucking the the guard a fucking jump, you know he would say little things. He would make his food look like limbs and shit, and then drizzle ketchup over it when they were eating. And um, the superhero Christopher Scarver, um, he was already convicted for murder. And in the weight room, Jeffrey Dahmer and Jesse Anderson was at Columbia correctional institution and he picked up a 20 inch metal bar and proceeded to bludgeon Jeffrey and Jesse to death he killed them both two in separate rooms he is now serving two life sentences for the killing I don't think he gives a fuck because Christopher wasn't getting out in the first fucking place. So what the fuck did Chris had to fucking lose? So I'm going to go ahead and take another little small break. And I'm going to come back with my next story. I hope you cool cats and kittens are enjoying this shit. Because I am. Now on to the CIA with four missing motherfucking people back in 2008. Now that last episode was a bonus episode that I just wanted to get out the woodworks and the kinks and shit like that. I'm going to get to the four CIA agents that went missing back in um, 08 and about uh, Bob Condra and all of that stuff like that. But that is some extensive ass fucking research, honey. But I wanted to go back in and do a little bit more in depth. And give you guys a little background on Christopher Scarver Sr. Well, on June 1st, 1991, Scarver went to the West Conference. This is according to Wikipedia, and I trust Wikipedia. So you guys can kiss my ass. Um, <laughs> some people do. You trust Wikipedia? I've went to countless websites. I've been doing research. I've talked to people who know about the crime and whatever. Back in uh, 1990 that Mr. Scarver did. And everybody's story pretty much matches fucking Wikipedia. So you can suck my tank, bitch. Um, on June 1st, 1990, Scarver went to the West Cons- Cons- uh, Conservation Court's training program office and found Steve Lohman. Steve Lohman was the supervisor who replaced Edward Pat. 
Scarver demanded money from Loman. Upon receiving only 15 bucks from Loman, Scarver shot him in the head. At the same time, he demanded money from the site manager, John Fain. According to the authorities, Scarver said, Do you think I'm kidding? I need more money. Scarver shot Loman twice before he shot Fain. That gave, and Fain gave him $3,000. Scarver ran away. Scarver was convicted and sentenced to life in prison at the Columbia Correctional Institute in Porridge, Wisconsin in 1992. Two years later, he motherfucking met Jeffrey Dahmer ass in fucking prison. On the morning of November 28th, Scarver was assigned a work detail with Jeffrey Dahmer and another inmate, Jesse Anderson. Um... The details included him cleaning the prison gymnasium toilet. Anyways, he took out, he had an, of course, he had three supervisors. Three police officers, correctional officers were supposed to uh, supervise the three, but they were left unsupervised that morning. Scarver, sorry, keep calling Carver. Scarver then proceeded to get into an altercation with Dahmer, um, asking him about, you know, his past and did you really kill all those people? I heard about you. You know, he was like, bitch, I hate your ass. He got into it and he proceeded to beat the two men with a 20 inch metal pipe metal bar they said and Anderson died actually two days later Dahmer was dead an hour after arriving at the hospital now you can actually go online and go right into Google if you don't have like the age restriction on your um, internet browser and shit like that you can actually see some of the death photos Um, they're kind of you know far away and whatever but from what I've seen I'm surprised that motherfucker still had a goddamn head with all that motherfucking blood that was on that fucking picture, bitch. In 2005, Scarver brought a federal civil rights suit against officials in the um, Wisconsin Secure Program in which he argued that he'd been subjected to cruel and unusual punishment contrary to his constitutional rights, of course. Carver, Scar... I say Carver like the S is silent. The S ain't motherfucking silent, bitch. It's Scarver. Scarver stated that he spent 16 years in solitary confinement and the result of only Jeffrey Dahmer's killing. A district court judge dismissed the suit against several other defendants and ruled that the actions of the remaining officials could not be considered unlawful. Scarver unsuccessfully appealed the decision in 2006. In 2012, an agent representing Scarver announced that Scarver was willing to write a tell-all book about killing, about the killing of Jeffrey Dahmer. How's that for afternoon brunch? (laughs) Listen, I feel like fucking Scarver was set up to put into that predicament. You know, first of all, he was a young man at the time. Second of all, he was already doing life. 
Why would, without parole, might I add, he had three victims, Steve Lohman, Jeffrey Dahmer, and Jesse Anderson. He killed three people. He was already doing a fucking murder, uh, a fucking life sentence for the murder of Steve Lohman. So you don't think that the guards didn't think about that shit? And for somebody to kill somebody over motherfucking $3,000 back then, you as a petty at, well, not really, because $3,000 back then could go a long fucking way. But he did shoot that man in the head when he gave him $15. He shot that man in the head over $15 motherfucking dollars bitch and then put two more motherfucking bullets in him after the other guy fame gave him motherfucking three grand bitch like what the fuck like if i was a scary ass fucking guard i put that motherfucker in the room with them two motherfuckers in the first goddamn place bitch you got me fucked up that i'm not finna sit up here and 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 try to get your ass offed you fucking right. I'm going to go pick the nastiest, dirtiest criminal I can and put their ass in the room with somebody that I'm motherfucking scared of so he can do the motherfucking dirty work for me. That's fucked up that that man had to go do all them years in fucking solitary confinement on the strength of motherfucking Jeffrey Dahmer's murder alone. But bitch, Jeffrey Dahmer wasn't no better either. Come on now. He's a fucking hero in my book. Yeah, he wasn't right for shooting Steve Loman, but that cracker shouldn't have gave his ass fifteen dollars anyway. Okay, so y'all cancel me, but you're gonna come right back, and I don't give a fuck because this is my fucking opinions. I love you. Mwah. Hey, listen to all of my motherfucking commercials and stop fucking playing with me, bitch. I need my chips with extra dip, ho.